Welcome to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? With your host, Louisa Barton. I want to be a famous rider. Presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Truth is, I help horses with people problems. Now here's the Brit with the bit, Louisa Barton! Yeah, baby! (laughs) Welcome to the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton in the studio in the horse capital of the world, Ocala, Marion County, Florida. And with me, I have a guest co-host, Katie Jo Zydema. Hi, guys. And if you look, if you're watching us on Facebook or Equus TV, you can see when they put her name up, what it says underneath it, I was really impressed. <laughs> tell us, Katie, Joe. tell us your title. I'm not good at this. Uh, NSBA uh, Hall of Fame. I was actually the youngest person um, that won the, they asked the quarter million dollar club. Um, when you win enough money, they put you there. So, hey, yeah. High five. For sure, yes. That was a social distance high five because we're apart, you know. Um, impressive. Well done. Thanks. Yeah. I, I, I have hot stuff on the show here, you know. Yeah, you do? It's pretty amazing. You know people. I do. <laughs> I'm blessed. <laughs> we're going to start out with some news, uh, and then we're going to have Dr. Chaos on the phone, and we are going to talk to him about uh, some veterinary questions that came from some of our listeners uh, about stress versus compassion and burnout for veterinarians. So if you're listening, Dr. Kayot, no surprises today. You know what we're going to ask you. And Katie Joe might have some questions for you as well. I'm good at off-the-cuff questions, Doc. Yes, that's right. Uh, and then we're going to have a, a couple of segments with Sky Gravois. Mm-hmm. I think I said that correctly. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that was my most beautiful French accent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we're going to be chatting to her a little bit about um, her her job as an equestrian and trainer. Also going to talk a little bit about DAC vitamins and minerals with her, which she is a um, firm believer in. Did they really um, say vitamin? Is that, is that isn't it vitamin? So in it, okay. Yeah, vitamins. you know me, I'm a, I'm a Brit, but I haven't learned the we language yet. We have Gravois, and we're going to discuss Gravois vitamins. Gravois and vitamins, okay. yes. That's, that's what we're doing tonight. That's what we're doing. Carry on. Uh, carry on. Oh, you know, that's <laughs> a really funny show in England. You carry on? Carry on, the carry on movies. Really funny, the carry on. Google the carry on movies. Okay. You will laugh so hard you'll be rolling. Right after I pick up my vitamins, I'll do it. You'll do it. It's amazing. Then we're going to be talking to Katie Joe about how she made it into the Hall of Fame. No, we're not talking about me today. This isn't about me. Later. Anyway. But starting off with some news. The Devon Horse Show is set to return this year. A a suspected, a spectator-funded competition, which is wrestling with the realities of COVID. Um, They actually run, the Devon Horse Show runs concurrently with a very large fair that brings in a couple of thousand Where? people in Pennsylvania. And so they took a mandatory hiatus in 2020 mm-hmm. because of the pandemic. So they're now trying to come back with, they don't know, either no spectators, 10%, 20%, or 50% of spectators. So they're trying to go ahead and do it, um, even though they can't have, obviously, 100% spectators. And the Quarter Horse Congress is dealing with that, too. It's, they want to come back and it's very same difficult. idea. I know. Yeah. It's very difficult, but you know racing... Horse racing set a very good example through the pandemic because they carried on competing and um, just didn't have spectators, but they sure. did carry on. So a lot of people got in and returned to watching racing because it was the one sport that was going on. But I did, actually. I yeah, started so watching, you started watching it a lot. Watching yeah, it, right? you stayed out the bar and you watched like, some horse races. Yeah, there's something to watch. For sure, yes, ma'am. So, um, so that's good news. And um, the USEF um, is, is kind of watching the no spectator rule closely on that event and seeing you know, how many people they will be allowed to take. But um, it's just nice that it's having it and that they're, they're carrying sure. on and facing that challenge. And um, they talk about numbers here of daily spectator counts for previous editions of Devon was somewhere between eight and 14,000. And a busy Grand Prix night there can be 10,000 in attendance. So In one night. Yeah, That's so huge. obviously they won't be allowed to have that, but it'd be nice if they can have some. Spectators. I would think as long as your horses and your trainers and your sponsors hang on, you do the best you could and still have a good event. I know, exactly. I, I agree, and I think if the sponsors can help to carry some of that. You know, like they just did with the, um, with the Land Rover. You know, they're having the, um, the, um, the three-day event, uh, and they're having it 
without spectators and they're having it, they actually fundraise to cover the amount of money they needed that they weren't going to have right. from sponsors dropping out and not having spectators. So they're still going to have that event, which is fantastic. The event has all really helped to get the word out and raise the money and, you know, hey, that's the way to do it if you want to go on, right? We just do the best we can. Exactly. That's what we're doing. Very exciting weekend for the Saudi Cup. $20 million Saudi Cup the richest horse race, and a bunch of connections uh, from Ocala, Marion County, uh, are, are involved. But the one that we're really excited about, we have to be excited about, is Nick's go, because Nick and Jackie Demerick, mm -hmm. who are Great very family. good, yes, yes, actually trained Nick's go here in Ocala before he went off to his track career. So we probably have to be rooting for him. <laughs> When will that run? That goes That's this Saturday? Weekend, yep. Uh, and that is um, an international field of 14. It's an one and an eighth mile, one turn, um, headed up by two speedy grade one American rivals who figure to be embroiled in a fierce duel on the front end from the outset. That's Nick's go, who's in post five, and Charlatan, who breaks from nine, and that's a Bob Baffert-trained horse, Charlatan is. Awesome. That sounds so, exciting. Yeah, I know. I think it's going to be a really good one. We should watch it. You know, we should definitely watch it. Um, very, very exciting race. And um, Nick's Go actually won the Pegasus World Cup, the $2.9 million um, Pegasus World Cup. This is for older horses, is it not? Um, this is a mixture, actually. It is. Yes, this is a mixture. Um, this, like, for example, they're anything from, I think, three to three and up. Um, no, four and up. They must be four and up. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, they're four and up. Yeah. But they are a mixture from that point because some of them can be older or they can be current. But this is a hot race. That's awesome. With some great, with some great connections here in Does it. Does it say how much it pays to win? Or just a total pot? Just total pot. I mean, I'm, it's it still down. amazing. Just, it's still amazing, right? Yeah, yeah. No, Any amount of 20 million. Yeah, that's fine. You know, I mean, I'll be eight. a million or two. I'll I don't be eight. mind. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> take, a, take a little bit. It's yeah, split between the first four, so uh, however that works out. Well, never out. mind. Um, a bit of exciting news, Beholder had a foal on February 13th, a 111 pound bolt to Oro Philly. Congratulations to Spendthrift Farm in Kentucky, Ned Toffee and his team there. I met Beholder a few years ago, such an amazing horse. Um, very excited to, to have a nice little filly, so uh, we're always watching out for those. And, and Beholder also trained here, so you know, Callis. These famous ones, we can always track them right back That's here. right. Always got a root for Ocala, the home I, team. I know, that's right. We always do. Uh, and then, of course, in Oaklawn, they actually shut down the track this week for sub-zero temperatures. Eight inches of snow caused some very difficult conditions for horsemen. Um, and up to 10 inches forecast and temperatures remain below freezing for the next 48 hours. They're getting beat up really bad in Texas right now. I feel I have some, I have some friends there, and the weather is... Awful, and terrible. I feel terrible for him. It's, and it's, it's not here. Tom Schmitz just gave us the finger. That is the one-minute finger. Yeah, the one-minute finger. So that means that we have to go. Gigi's actually out this week sending out prayers and positive thoughts to her. She's not feeling very well. She will be at home, and hopefully she'll be back next week. So, Gigi, we are thinking of you, and we are handling Tom. We'll be back in just a few See minutes. You guys in a minute. On the Horse Talk Show. Stay with us.
Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton in the studio. I have a guest co-host, Hall of Famer here, Katie Jo Zydema. Hi again, guys. And Dr. Kayot is joining us by phone. Dr. Kayot, don't you wish you were in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'd love to be in the Hall of Fame somewhere. You know? I bet you're in the Hall of Fame somewhere, Doc. I know, right? <laughs> One day. I'm actually so yeah. proud of my friend. I oh. think I should ask her for an autograph. Stop it. Will you sign? Yeah. Me? I would sign wherever. <laughs> Can we find sign an interesting like a place pair to of sign? Boots yeah. or a, yeah. you know, yeah. a muck fork or something. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's pretty cool. So she might ask some very taxing questions, Dr. Kayot. Just be ready. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Okay. He loves being put on the spot. So here we go. Here's a really interesting topic. And this is actually two-legged, not four-legged um, question for you here as a veterinarian. Oh, okay. Sometimes compassion fatigue and burnout for veterinarians are lumped together in the same kind of category, but they're actually quite different. How would you comment on that as far as do you ever suffer from compassion fatigue when you have situations that um, obviously very upsetting for people, especially long-term cl clients that you've known right. for a long time and worked their horses for a long time? And I'm upset about this question. Horse trainers have this, uh, this problem, and no one ever asked me this question. Really? No, I was kidding. I mean, sort of. We do have this problem. Yes. I'm, I'm sure you do. <laughs> you definitely get fatigued. Right. You must, right? Yeah. Right. So, well, I think, I think to answer that question, I mean, um, fatigue is fatigue, right? Like you're tired and depending on when it is, um, what time of year and how busy you are, um, and whatever else is going on in your life, uh, fatigue can be certainly an issue. I think compassion fatigue is a problem with any veterinarian that's been in practice, um, for, uh, an ex you know, any lengthy time span, surely when you're, when you're young and spry and new and, uh, you are, uh, you know, those, those feelings, um, the compassion part of the, of the practice is, um, you know, all, all, uh, well and good. And, and, and you embrace that. Um, certainly I've been in the, in you know, I've been a veterinarian for 20 years now, and um, I'd be lying to you if I said that I didn't have compassion fatigue at times. And and um, I feel like any on, medical doctor mm -hmm. of any field yeah. would absolutely, mm -hmm. and, yeah. and because you can't you can't physically care have, that much. Ha, care, I mean, I don't want to say care because yeah. you do care. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you but do care, but you have that compassion. You absolutely do care, but you the, the compassion and the and the um, um, the hard emotion that that can come with you know having to uh, euthanize an animal, whether sure. it's a dog or a horse or whatever. Um, <laughs> you almost have to protect yourself from that. You know, you almost have to be able to put up a wall uh, a little bit at, at times say, yeah. because. Um, if you didn't, you wouldn't be able to do the job. Right. And, like, like some serious and, compassion um, requires you know, your heart. On uh, your... You, you certainly can't let emotion get in the way of the job that you're asked to do. And um, certainly that can be hard at times. Um, so I think, I think uh, veterinarians, I think physicians, I think anybody, in, anybody nurses, um, mm -hmm. I think anybody in that sort of work and that sort of line of work will at times um, face compassion fatigue and and I don't think it's anything that we do consciously I think it happens over time and it's subconscious and it's almost a, a protective kind of measure mm -hmm. for your for yourself mm -hmm. you know because if you took every euthanasia hard or you know really hard you wouldn't you wouldn't last you would burn out in this profession and you know you you wouldn't be able to last so you do care, but the compassion is, it can be difficult at times. I, you know, I'm I not going to lie, and, and, it's, and yeah. it's a real yeah. thing. I would think wearing your heart on your sleeve is what would be required to have a lot of compassion, and you can only, 
you can only get bashed or, or broken or hurt so many times before that's right. the protective yeah, that's mechanism right. sets that's in. Right. That's, that's in. Right. Yeah, yeah, where you have right. to be more businesslike, even though you are obviously compassionate with the owner and everything, and you, you do care, but you can't be too emotionally involved. And actually, it goes back to, like, when I was three years old, I decided I was going to be a veterinarian. And the reason that I didn't become a veterinarian is because I knew... I would lose my mind if I had to put an animal down. And so I was right. like, okay, sure. so that's not the career for me. <laughs> but I think right, that, right, that, right. It's not for everybody, oh, yeah, right? Yeah, right? I think that that right. even goes further. Like even if you're a teacher, you want to care, but if you care too much, you get hurt. If you're a horse trainer, you want to put everything you have in <laughs> every right. horse. And yeah. then, yeah. you know, some yeah. of them just no. don't make it or whatever. No. Right. It's absolutely. Right. Right. Probably absolutely. more for you because you're dealing with, with death and Life people's and death. Right. favorite mm -hmm. animals and it's got to yeah. be tough. Yeah. You know, it makes me go back to when I worked at um, a small animal clinic um, long, long, long time ago. And I used to cry. I worked at the front desk and I did some teching. And I used to cry more than most of the owners. And that was like, right. here's your sign. You could never have been a veterinarian. <laughs> yes. you, would have, you would have failed, you right. know. I probably made well, the owners right. cry more. You know, that's, that's right. You're but supposed to hold their hands. <laughs> I think they were holding mine. Right. It's okay. Exactly. You know, I really, I, I, I would not have done well with it. So Katie yeah. Joe, Hall of Famer, you got a question for Dr. Chaos. Ah, uh, well, um, I do quarter horses. This is kind of off the cuff. Uh, I do quarter yeah. horses, and we have a, um, you know, in pre-purchases and stuff, you would have to do a lot to find a horse without some kind of navicular change of some kind. Um, right. And do you recommend, because we used to have isoxaprine, unfortunately that tests. So what would you put... Um, a horse on, you know, that had some significant navicular changes that, you know, would actually affect it. That, 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 that affected clinically? No, I mean, that might actually, I'm sorry. Yes. What, what would I ask? So the, so it has, it has navicular changes and it shows clinical signs of navicular yeah, changes. Yeah. And like, it's affecting it. Like it's, it's hot footed, I, might have bar shoes on something. Um, we can't right. show anisoxaprine. What else, what else do you think could be done besides shoeing and the obvious things? Um, my favorite, my favorite drug is a drug called Osphos. Oh, yes. Osphos, um, yeah. And, I hear that all the time. And, uh, mm -hmm. it actually, it actually, um, it's actually four horses with navicular syndrome. Mm -hmm. Um, I've had it, the, the, the clinical studies say the horse will, um, will improve one grade of lameness. So if he was a two, uh, you know, two out of five, you'll get a one out of five. If he's one out of five, then you'll get a zero out of five. So no lameness at all. Sure. Um, so... That, that I've had a lot of luck with that. That's actually what the drug is uh, approved to treat. I've um, had it even help people like are using Hox. it in all sorts of different things. But um, Osphos is my is my there, new there favorite. You go. There um, you go. So to chaos, that was the fastest segment ever. Tom Schmitz just gave us the one minute mark, so we're actually at like twenty five seconds. Have a great uh, week. Thank you so thank much you so for being much. on Thanks, the show Doc. with us, and we'll talk to you Hopefully. next Wednesday. Sounds good. Thank you. Have a great week. Dr. Chaot with Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital in Complete Care. We'll be back in just a few minutes on the Horse Talk Show. Stay with us. This show is presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital, one of the top equine hospitals in the USA with services including ambulatory, surgery, sports medicine, reproduction, and with doctors on call 24 hours a day. Check them out now at petersonsmith.com. The opinions of the hosts and guests on the host talk show are not necessarily that of Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. This show is brought to you in part by Summit Joint Performance, promoting a healthy, thick synovial fluid, decreasing inflammation in the joints and improving the cushioning properties of the cartilage pads. All age horses can benefit from Summit Joint Performance. Our Facebook broadcast sponsor is Larson Farms. The Larson Farms mission is simple, to be the leader in quality and value. Richard, owner of Larson Farms, is committed to a positive attitude, integrity, dedication, quality, and teamwork. Larson Farms is committed to being your supplier of Idaho's finest alfalfa, a complete line of mixed and grass hay. Larson Farms, Idaho's finest alfalfa. This show is brought to you in part by Horse Boxes USA, the newest and most advanced way to safely transport your horses in style. Horse Boxes USA comes standard with a backup camera, horse cabin camera, and dual fans. 
visit them at JJ Tax Shop on Highway 40 in Ocala or online at horseboxesusa.com. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Welcome back to the third segment of the Horse Talk Show presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital in Complete Care. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I've got in the studio a guest co-host this week. Paulette Stout is out of town today, and so Katie Jo Seidemar. Hi, everybody. Water horse trainer and Hall of Famer is with us. Love to have her in here. The segments fly by. We have a whole lot of fun. And we have a very special guest, equestrian, uh, here with us, Sky Gravois. Sky, thanks for coming in and talking to us. Thank you for uh, having thank me. Thank you to Debbie Janes. A uh, dear friend of mine, also a steward at Hits, that uh, referred Sky to chat to us a little bit. And then after that, I got a message from Suzanne Pierce at Dak Vitamins and Minerals saying, she uses Dak, ask her if she likes Dak. And we know that we love Dak. So bloom is the first thing everybody says, got to have my bloom, right? Bloom, oil, <laughs> the column B. Um, they always deliver it. They get it there right on time, right when you need it. It's wonderful, isn't it? Um, you know, doing sales and the horses come in and... Um, sometimes I have a week to make a horse look better and you can put them on, I mean, I feed it to everybody mm -hmm. and you know, you just see such a difference so quickly. It's fast, isn't it? Um, it's, it's dramatic. So. It does, <laughs> it makes a huge difference. So, uh, and actually we've got feeddac.com up there for you, uh, for the website for DAC and uh, really impressed. I've been using DAC I think for six years and my horses are 35 and 27. So, and still both going strong, and in fact, I'm riding them this Saturday. So, um, they, they're, it's amazing. The products are fantastic. They're the best, uh, as far as I'm concerned. So, tell us a little bit of background about you. I know if you're watching on Facebook that you'll be able to see a few photographs that we'll be putting up here on the screen. Um, if you're listening on the radio, you can go back to the Horse Talk Show on Facebook and watch these, uh, and also on Equus TV. So, tell us a little of your background. You've been riding most of I your life? I started riding competitively at a, the age of 11. Um, I grew up riding in Ponte Vedra, and I showed nice. in Jacksonville um, back when they used to have the Winter Series. Um, I actually never came to Ocala, and I met my husband in Gainesville. That really? was how I ended up. Yeah, I had never been. And he I lived shown in Ocala? It's one time. Um, he was born in Marion County. Um, he's from Citra. That's where I live. So I came <laughs> Orange Lake. Um, so we commute back and forth from Gainesville to Ocala, but it's, it's, um, it's amazing being in Central Florida for um, the horses. We have so many wonderful breeders here and, That's you nice. know, just the quality. I know, isn't it gorgeous? So. That's amazing. So you have a farm here now? Yes, yes. I do um, training and sales primarily. Um, most of my clients are remote or are other trainers that send me horses to train and sell. Um, and we do a lot of ponies, a lot of pony hunters. Do you? Project ponies. Welsh? Um, you know, all kinds. As long as Aren't they're fun. as long as they're quality um, and you know have talent, they don't they don't have to be Welsh. We do we do have some wonderful like papered, you know, Welsh pony finals ponies. But I'm I'm not really particular as long as they're quality. Really. Um, I'll and work how many with horses them. do you have on the farm? Right now, I have our numbers are down this week, but we have about thirteen. That's so on average, I try to keep it up just under 15, so. Do you have a lot of help or is it just you mostly? Uh, my husband and I, and then I have a three-year-old son who helps manage. And then- You have um, your hands full. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I have some, you know, some working students that come through and help ride and, you know, but pretty much we do it ourselves, so. Wow. That's, and what part of town are you in? Are you in? Williston. You're in Williston. Oh, okay. Okay, great. Wonderful. And do you, there's a farm name? Uh, well, my farm name is Starry Sky Stables. That's right. Starry Sky. I like that. It's <laughs> neat, isn't it? And when you buy horses to like train and resell, is there a particular area you buy from or do you like to buy from overseas when it's possible? Or? No, um, I try she to like to buy low and sell high. No, I oh, like to buy American. Buy American. Buy American. So I try to buy horses that are, um, you know, if I'm looking for a client, I try to look for horses that are here. Um, or for sales, I look for horses that are, you know, might be seven or eight years old and they just didn't have an opportunity, but they're very well bred or, um, you know, horses that people found difficult 
or it might not Items have been the, the right fit, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, and then, sure. um, you know, kind of repurposing them into That's the wonderful. show, the show force, you know. So they're they're kind of overlooked, you know, a lot of horses. And um, when people started importing so much from Europe, the yeah. market got so flooded. Mm -hmm. So we have a lot of imported horses that might be ten years old, and they're not doing anything, you know. And it's like, and, unless there's a soundness issue, you know, it's definitely. Um, you rely on good veterinarians and because every horse most horses you sell have to pass a vetting So right. that's definitely a big portion of it as well. That's so. true. And is there one particular breed you prefer working with? No, no, you love them a all. good horse. I love all horses. Horse. Um, I do recently I've been doing a lot of uh, three-year-old thoroughbreds. Oh, I love to hear that, that are quiet I off love the track and I find that. them homes or I love OTTBs. They're <laughs> wonderful. They're the they're the I love foreign bloods. I mean, for you know the, for the show jumping and what I do, I need you know good good stock. But sure. you know the thoroughbreds can do um, so many of the jobs, so like the pre-adults, the children's hunters, those you know the junior, the little you know children's adult jumper job. They're yeah. perfect for that. They've and, been making a big comeback in the so. last couple of years. I've seen. A lot of people eventing on them and winning. Yeah. Uh, not this past year because we didn't have it here, but the year before at the Ocala Jockey Club, I think in two or three of the main classes, Thoroughbreds won uh, and beat out the Warm Bloods. And I was <laughs> like, yeah, you go. <laughs> I mean, I don't do it like you, but it seems like the Thoroughbreds are um, <clears throat> nice between the fences. Mm -hmm. Is that a good way to say it? Yeah. They're straight. Yeah. And they. I, and you don't have ahead. to kick them so yes. much. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. You put a jump in front yeah. of them, they, they go, go over it. Yeah, it's they not, want to go. There is more to the ordeal. hunters than just the fences. There's a, well, they have the pace. Too. They're sure. able to carry Absolutely. the pace. Especially so. for your non-pros. We call them non-pros. We call them amateurs and youth. Yeah. Both. Yeah. Both terms. Same idea. <laughs> but I just love People to hear. People need a safe horse. Right. That's right. <laughs> and I love to hear, though, TTBs getting another chance because quite often if they aren't if they're just not made to race they're they're done young you know at three and four years old they they may be done and then what you know I love to hear that they've gone on and accomplished sure. something different because there's so much well, they, they can do the you know? incentive classes you yes, know at the horse shows as yes. well so now, are the incentive classes more rich in states like Kentucky and Florida where there are so many thoroughbreds no they have them all over all over so there's the thoroughbred there's the take two class Thoroughbred incentive classes. And that's pretty much at every workshop? Thoroughbred hunter. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, and they so do that in eventing as well. And they even bo like do bonus money for people who overall win on the thoroughbreds. Really? That's yeah. a great program. Yeah, the eventing does it as well. They, they, it's really throughout the, um, I think throughout a lot of the disciplines, you see that because people are trying really and hard. And the jockey so, club does that. Yeah, the Ocala Jockey Club here uh, didn't have it in 2020 because of the virus, but they've had, they had it four years prior to that year after year and they did special classes and, and special rated, prize rated money. shows yeah. sure a double a yeah. right. shows yeah. they have it as well that's yeah. awesome i know i think it's great because it encourages people to say okay let me give it a shot you know well it gives you some extra incentive literally it really does yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it works it, it really does so um do you have a kind of a, a bucket list that you're kind of working towards accomplishing i mean right now obviously you're working hard and you're raising family and um, I mean, I would definitely, I wanted to do the under 25 Grand Prix and I'm not under 25 anymore, so I missed that milestone. <laughs> Whoops. So I would say get doing some meter 50 classes. That's my, like within the next year, hopefully, that's what I'm working towards. But, um, you know, it's been so busy with both facilities running between, you know, World Equestrian Center and hits going at the same time for sales. It's been it's sure. been so busy with trials. So I'm actually going to ask you if you've competed yet at WEC. I know you have. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, in the quarter of our show. But like for me, we do a lot of sales too, and it seems like I can't speak for you. This is a question and a response, I suppose. Um, if your business focuses on sales, it's difficult to focus on competing. Like you can do both, and sometimes one helps the other. Like if you compete on a couple and win, it helps your sales. Right. But like the last two years, we've made a fortune selling horses. It's just been amazing. And so it's hard to really do that, which pays your bills great and do all that stuff. And then also keep two or three back that you could sell for a lot of money to compete for yourself. Like 
you and can do have it. The but time to take them. That's right, and, and then go. And there. so then when you go to a horse show and you take the one to win, you got your sale horses sitting at home, and that's when someone calls and says, "Hey, I need a three-year-old for such and such a class." You're like, "Well, I got one, but I haven't rode it in two weeks." Because <laughs> 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 you, you can't do it all. But you can't do it all. You know, it's just one of those things. Yeah, and so yeah. it seems like momentum. Like you get momentum. on a run. Good um, word. Momentum you know, in the show is that I have to cut Katie Joe oh, off. Oh yeah. <laughs> so that we can go to break halfway through the show and we'll be running our palm opener and our, doing our pulse uh, information, pulse center vocala for equestrians. When we come back, just a few minutes, stay with us. At All In Removal, we offer the best service and highest quality products. Whether you need fine shavings, large flake, a custom blend, or even bag shavings, we have the bedding and removal services you need. We use only reliable late model trucks and our team of drivers are courteous, respectful, and hardworking. We train our staff to the high standards we are famous for and our customer service team prides themselves on being experts on our products and an advocate for our customers, helping them to maximize the value they receive. If quality and service matter, give us a try today. This show is brought to you in part by DAC Vitamins and Minerals of Florida. All horses need a solid immune system, excellent joint support, a healthy gut, and DAC has all the vitamins and minerals they need with the NASC stamp of approval. So like them on Facebook now or go to feeddac.com. DAC, it makes a world of difference. Are you ready to get loco? At Loco Graphics, every dollar matters to provide your ideas brought to life. Loco Graphics strives to get your message across and impact your customers, offering logo design, vehicle wraps, business cards, banners and more. Make your business shine and showcase who you are with nothing but the highest quality materials. The difference is in the details. Impact your potential customers with Loco Graphics. Like them on Facebook now and find them on the web at locographics.com. Inspired by a catastrophic driving accident, Dan Taylor created and patented the EquiSafe Safety Rain and Driving Collection. So don't get caught in the rain. Get EquiSafe Rains with a safety breakaway for driving, jumping, pony riding and more. Find them on the web at EquiSafe.com and like and follow on social media. Don't ever stand in lines with EquiSafe. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? Well, listen to this. <laughs> with your host, Louisa Barton. What does it feel like to be in love with a horse? Presented this hour by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy store. Now, here's your pretty, pretty Louisa Barton. You're fab, you're switched on, you're a bit of all right. Yes. <laughs> Welcome back to the second half of the Horse Talk Show presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest. Look she was in that hay. <laughs> I know, look at that leg. Pulse Center of Ocala, uh, mentioned for them for PEMF Wave. I was just counting up horses between Katie, Joe, Sky, and myself. We actually have over 40 horses. So, you know that, what that, that gives means? Me anxiety. That's a lot of hay bales and feed bags and a lot of feeding. You're not even sell some. A lot of riding, and uh, that's hard work. And when you work hard like that, and you're physical and you're on a farm, and you have a whole lot uh, on your plate, and you run around after a three year old, you need to take care of yourself. So, a three year old child, I suppose I should say, not a three year old horse. Or horses. We were just talking, yes, that too. Uh, you definitely need to take care of yourself and PulseCenterOfOcala.com. You can find out more information. Ask them if you can go in for a free horse talk show demo. They'll let you check it out. And I'm going to tell you what, that PEMF wave is going to make your body feel better. No matter where your inflammation might be, you'll feel a whole lot better after you've been in and had a treatment. So check them out. We're going to take it back to Sky. And actually, one of the reasons that um, Debbie Jane's reached out to me to talk to Sky, other than her being a a fantastic equestrian a trainer and being involved with DAC Vitamins and Minerals, which is a win-win all the way around, was to talk a little bit about her involvement in uh, a di diversity committee, right? Diversity the and inclusion, diversity in and inclusion advocacy committee. An advocacy committee, there you go. So Me and Lisa were too afraid to say that. So yes, we, we were, we, we might mess it up. <laughs> um, so tell us a little bit about what this committee is all about and um, and what the actual like goals of that 
committee of? So throughout our sport, um, we would like to create uh, equal opportunity for riders, people who are different, um, you know, trans, anybody, where it's a welcome place. Anyone can come to the barn, they can ride, they're welcome to come show, compete, and, um, you know, there's just not an unwelcome feeling. Welcome everybody. So we, um, we're working towards bilingual signage um, with show managers, and actually the World Equestrian Center, I noticed the other week, they have bilingual signage all over um, most of the facilities. That's fantastic, because especially, I think, in Florida, we have such a large workforce of immigrants from other countries, and thank God for them, because, oh boy, we really need them, and they work hard. But how awful if you just come in from a foreign country to work at WEC, and you've never been there as big as that place is, or and your English you're there is to not ride perfect. Or show, yes. and you don't know which rings which. Yes. Or, yeah. I just lobbied for maps. I was like, we just have a map. Every <laughs> Can I just have a map? Yeah. <laughs> you are here. You are here. Yeah, like Disney World, <laughs> right? Because this is Disney World for horse people, right? So, sure. But, exactly. But you know, I think about like um, about that. About like, is there an app for that? Like, if there's a sign in English and your English isn't very good, is there an app where you can put your phone up? <laughs> and you just trans you take a pic you know how you take a photo and it takes you to sure. to like a link or whatever. Um, I think like well, a translation link. Yeah. <laughs> can, can you just put that up there, your phone up there, and instead of it taking you to like it, you know when you go to a restaurant and there's a yeah, a thingy thing. and you click it and it gives you the menu. I feel like so thingy what about, is a very scientific word. It is a very scientific <laughs> word. It took me a long time <laughs> to think of that one. So what if your phone? What if you? Somebody better not be stealing my idea right now, because this is a good idea. What about if you went up there and you took a picture of the sign mm -hmm. in English, and it took you to the translation of the language that you have on your phone? I think Man, there should be an app for that. I feel like she might mean more like helping you make your entries and things like that. <laughs> if you're riding around the show and you're looking for Hunter Ring 2, we have Hunter 2. And then Hunter two in Spanish, or you right. know? Yeah, yeah. So you know exactly, you know. Sure, those are the things that you work on. Yeah, yeah, that's true. What else? Yes. So, how is USCF supporting this? Um, they this they just movement. did a press release. They've started a um, a conversation for um, a DEI training, so diversity, um, equity, and inclusion training for. Um, all of their, um, well, it's offered for all of their members to participate um, and, you know, just join just in on the conversation right. about it, just to get people, get people talking about it. And, you know, unless you really have hatred in your heart or you're just a bigot, it, it, this shouldn't be a problem. No, 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 quite the opposite. You know, it's yeah. just, it's just to open up the conversation and, and get it in front of people and, and representation. Sure. Of, well, I think know. if people focus much less on trying to figure out what people are or what people have or haven't done or, or what they might find that they don't like about somebody, I mean, why not? Hey, you're an equestrian. We love horses. We want to ride. It doesn't, <laughs> you, know, you know, there was a time, and I mean, it wasn't, it was a long time ago, but there was a time where people's like personal lives were not like paraded out in that a public social media thing. did that. Right. I also think that competition has a, has a, a gift um, with this subject because it doesn't really matter how you feel or who you like or what you think you like or what you even know about because I think a lot of times it's a lack of being around certain kinds of people or cultures or whatever it is. Right. Um, and that's ignorance. And I think they call that. Now that's a bigger word than thingy. Well, right, that is. But at the end of the day, you know, we all go in the same ring and we all compete. Exactly. And, um, you know, we all show to bad judges and good judges and we all have lame horses and sound horses and I think it sort of levels the playing field mm -hmm. in that way. It's a, it's a gift yeah. for all of us in that way about this subject. But I mean, to me, so, like, I, I think this diversity thing is, is absolutely wonderful. I think it definitely has to be addressed, obviously, with the human race, sadly, but it does. But to me, I just don't even think about those things. Well, I don't think about it either. You don't think about it. I really it. couldn't I just get past your amazing hair and your great teeth. To I know, honest. right? Exactly. <laughs> I know. I know, right? Exactly. I, was like, wow. I know. <laughs> oh my 
Wow. No, I see for me it's like I don't even think about that. I just think, oh, everybody's coming to do ride, compete, whatever I they're gonna the do. I think the vast majority of people don't, do don't, they? Especially no. in in the in a competitive world mm. that we're in. I just really I mean maybe I'm naive about this. I just I think I'm well, naive. Well, I too. think there's you know there's not a lot of representation of what the BIPOC community brings financially. So, I mean, there's like $3.9 trillion of just untapped market. Sure. You know, and if you look at 3,600 members and around 1,000, it's just over that. Sure. Are, you know, minorities. So we just, it, it, we have to just close that gap. I'm not saying it's, yeah, sure. it's anyone's fault that we're. Just, doesn't matter how we got It's just what, we're the, what the yeah. numbers are. Yeah. And we can look at what can we do Sure. You know, what can we do to change it? Or, um, you know, just look in years to come. Yeah, and how like, things even, shift like encouraging. And how, how everything shifts. Yeah. And you encouraging know. more people from different backgrounds to get involved, which is part of what my day job is, is to, you know, to get people involved in the equine industry and the world and, and, and you know, come here and see what we have to offer, which is so much well, to, all to any background. as well. Yes. I mean, you know, working working at the horror shows, um, maintenance. There's, you know, there's just so much that this industry has to offer, um, you know, aside from riding. There's so many sure. avenues. It's so true. Um, you know, you can go work at Shadow Trailers and sell horse trailers. Yeah, you're right. There's a million <laughs> jobs. A job. sure. And actually, on that note, we have to go to break, but we're going to share an expo with you uh, in the last segment of the show that's coming up on March 3rd that is going to actually cover a great deal of what we were just talking about. I'm going to ask Sky if she wants to stay with us. Coming up, we have Genevieve Munson from Air Show Jumping at the Florida Horse Park. Uh, we're going to share that with you, and then we're going to close out the last segment of the show with these guys. So stay with us on the Horse Talk Show. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Abby Slavin, local equestrian and entrepreneur, and I'm here today with Vujo, the CEP's Relocation Guide cover model. Hi, I'm Louisa Barton, director of the Equine Initiative presented by Piranha, in downtown Ocala today to launch the Gallop of Fame to commemorate Florida-bred champions and pasture ponies that we love. The bronze plaques are two foot by three foot for any Florida-bred champion, deceased or living. The bricks can be for any horse, perhaps a beloved pasture pet, or even an equestrian you'd like to celebrate. There are about 1,200 bricks for sale. Both will be installed for the life of the sidewalk. For more information on the bricks and plaques in downtown Ocala to commemorate your horse, please email me at louisa at ocalacep.com. This show is brought to you in part by Seminole Feed Stores, family-owned since 1934. Manufacturing fixed-formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring and quality ingredients right here in Ocala in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best and safest feed. Like them on Facebook now or find them at SeminoleFeed.com. Inspired by a catastrophic driving accident, Dan Taylor created and patented the EquiSafe Safety Rain and Driving Collection. So don't get caught in the rain. Get EquiSafe Rains with a safety breakaway for driving, jumping, pony riding and more. Find them on the web at EquiSafe.com and like and follow on social media. Don't ever stand in lines with EquiSafe. Nirvana, Ocala's premier medical spa, is leading the way in great skin with all the newest in treatment options, offering prejuvenation for younger clients and rejuvenation for all ages. Nirvana knows you want to look your very best, but we've all seen people with the telltale signs of too much work. We want you to look like you, just better, brighter and younger, with all the newest and best in technology and all in the most beautiful surroundings. Like Nirvana Medical Spa on Facebook and find them on the web at nirvanamedicalspa.com. Become a better, brighter, and younger you. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show here at the Florida Horse Park this weekend for the second weekend of great competition at Air Show Jumping. And I'm sitting here with Genevieve Munson, 
who competed very well today. Uh, a natural fact, I heard the announcers say well-ridden, and uh, she certainly showed how good she and her horses are. So I'm here to chat with her a little bit. I'm going to start off with a little background on her and find out about how she started out in her equestrian career. Genevieve, thanks for being with us. Um, tell us a little bit about how you got started uh, in riding and, and show jumping. Thanks for having me, Louisa. Um, I got started mainly because my older sisters, or my older sister and my older brother started riding. So it was kind of in the family. I started very young when I was, you know, before I was a year old from ponies and was hooked from the start. Uh, had a pony hunter, had a wonderful pony jumper, and eventually some horses. And it's, it's been a great ride. Now you're based in Arkansas, a little different. Um, come down here to Florida to compete here at air show jumping. Tell us a little bit about what you think about this show. So far, this is my first experience with the management and this facility, and it's been absolutely wonderful. Um, from being able to just have a little extra time at the ring to waters by the gate, it, it's been amazing. I, I could not say better things about the management and the facility, the beautiful cross-country field. I 100% will be coming back next year. Lovely to hear that. It is incredible. We love the Florida Horse Park and uh, air show jumping have done a phenomenal job. Now, um, we've got Nigel behind us. I love that name. I had an Uncle Nigel, and of course, that's very British. Um, and, and your other horses here in the other stall competed on both of these today. Tell us a little bit about, about Nigel and, uh, and your other horse here. So Nigel behind me is a horse that we got a couple years ago from Equisail Sport Horses. We've worked with Marjorie quite a bit, and she's done a great job of bringing in horses. He, like the name, Nigel grew up in England, and he's been a wonderful partner as a second to Joey, who's over on my left, uh, in showing in some Grand Prix and some bigger classes. Uh, really come along nicely over the past couple years. And then Joey on my left, he I've been with for almost three years now. Uh, we moved up together through the 120s and 130s into the my first Grand Prix, his first Grand Prix, uh, and it's it's been a great great ride. That horse I owe a lot to. So he's my number one and set a great pace today. He did indeed, and and what an exciting class that was. Um, talk a little bit about the course. There seem to be some challenges. Uh, Chris Barnard is absolutely incredible course designer, of course, um, but there seem to be a few challenges with a couple people. Uh, coming off and uh, it definitely wasn't an easy course um, but with seeing the jump off numbers was great uh, did very well and you certainly did set the pace there uh, at the jump off and did so well so talk a little bit about that and, and kind of what you thought of the course today initially I saw the course you know 13 fences plus your double attempts and the 92 second original time allowed and I was like wow this course is going to be difficult uh, so we went out and we walked it. There, there were definitely some challenges, you know, some bended and some broken lines, especially from nine to ten, that posed some some very good questions. So uh, a wise person once told me, "You walk every important course twice." So we went through that, and you know, didn't even finalize everything until I was on each of the horses because we adjusted it for their specific styles. But it it seemed to work out well for me, and watching some of the other riders could, you know, we could learn from what you walked and then what you see. I was very, very impressed with the course, and they've been great all week. That's incredible. Um, now, Nigel is only 12 or 13. Yes. And, and how long did you say you've been working with him? About two years. So he was kind of young as far as the hunter-jumper world goes when you started. Um, you're known for working very well with, with younger horses. Uh, how did you kind of bring him to such a great point at, at, a, at a younger age like this? For when I got him, he was about 10 or 11, had quite a bit of experience over in Europe already. He's shown big tracks, meter 40, meter 45, with a prominent family there. So we had the experience. It was just us building a partnership and just improving his jumping style. So we've done that through a lot of grid works, and we're very big on flat work, just working from the base, very purist type, all mine going snaffles, that, that type of thing. So you have obviously a great bond with both Joey and Nigel. Uh, absolutely. I think, like to think that's the base of it all is, you know, the horse has to want to win for you. So what's next for you after uh, competing here this weekend? Are you on to, are you on to hit? Are you going to be competing at WEC? What are your, what are your plans for the rest of the season? We're going to head home for a couple weeks and then I'm going to go to Houston, Texas to do a week. We'll come back to Florida and Wellington to do the Gold Star Clinic mid-February and then I'll finish my winter in Houston 
be home for a couple weeks and do a couple more weeks in Houston. Wow. Traveling a lot then. You, you're busy on the road. Through, through April, I think we've got, about got our plan lined out, but I'm excited. Lots of big classes down there. So today you were very, very close to, to winning uh, this class and, uh, and you rode incredibly well. When you're riding against some of the top names that we see in a lot of these Grand Prix, uh, is that a lot of pressure for you? And how do you feel when you play so well uh, in a class of, of top names? I feel like who's riding the class is less important. You, you want to watch them, especially if you have good riders. You can hear what they say in the warm-up ring. You can talk to them when you're walking the course and learn a lot. But as for the pressure, who's in it doesn't really matter. It's you and your horse in the course. If, if you let anything else get in the way of that, you're going to be distracted. So a lot of these riders I've ridden with before, Tracy Finney and I have kind of been dabbling back and forth in the last few Grand Prix where she's you know just caught me by a second or so. So that is coming along. But I, I really enjoy coming to the shows with the, the better competition, not only to test myself, but to learn from them. So it's, I, I couldn't have asked for a better, better show day. It's pretty special to almost beat someone nominated for equestrian of the year. That's, um, that's a pretty good spot for you to be in. It, it, it's terribly unfortunate when you're walking back from the ring and you're disappointed with second and sixth. But that's, that's where we are. You know, with my horses, I, the goal today was first and second. That's, it's always aiming for the top. So I have a finish like that, and yes, it's great, but I'm already on to, okay, here's how I fix it. Here's how I do better next time. So Here's, here's how I win, right? Exactly. You see the mistake. You see what could have been done better, and you rectify it for next time. And that's a lot of how it works for me and, you know, for our horses is, yes, we're happy to be here, and we're happy to have this round, but I, I'm not riding for second place. We're, we're riding to win, and we're not riding just this class. It's okay, what's the class in two years that really matters? Would, would my ride today have stood up to that? And that, that's a lot how we think when we're training our horses and training me. That's an amazing way to do things, uh, that's for sure. Uh, last question, what's the top of your, your bucket list for your future accomplishments? Olympics, 100%. <laughs> that's incredible. And you, you feel, uh, obviously, with your competitive spirit, you're... Uh, You'll get there. That's that's the plan. That's the goal, right? Absolutely. It's just when, and hopefully soon. Any last tip for um for younger riders coming up, uh, getting want to be in the spot that you're in right now? Watch videos, read books. We've got this amazing live stream. Take advantage of those learning opportunities to hear the announcer, to hear, to watch what these top riders are doing. Even if you can't ride every day or ride the nicest horses, you can still gain knowledge. You can read. There's hundreds and hundreds of books on, you know, by top riders and top trainers that you can get just invaluable knowledge from. You, you don't always have to be at the show or on a horse's back to learn that. And that's, that's the biggest thing I could say that's helped me. Wonderful. Well, you are an inspiration. Even though you didn't win, congratulations, because incredibly well-ridden. I was so impressed. Both you and your horses, wonderful, and, and certainly inspiration for young riders coming up. Thank you very much, Genevieve Munson, and also to Nigel, I love that name, and Joey down here. Uh, well done today, and I know that we'll, uh, we'll see you doing great things in the future, and I plan to see you at the Olympics. I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show here at Air Show Jumping at the Florida Horse Park. So, we're coming up on the very last segment of the show. It flew by today. I hope you enjoyed listening to Genevieve Munson at the Florida Horse Park. Lots of great things going on there all the time. Check them out at floridahorsepark.com. And we'll be back in just a few minutes with the last segment. And we'll wrap it up with Katie, Joe, and Sky. Stay with us. The Equine Performance Center Opala with numerous success stories and featuring the most advanced equine conditioning and rehab equipment available in the world today is striving to be the best in the nation. Find them on the web at epcrehab.com and like them on Facebook now. World-class equine rehab promoting faster recovery is available at the Equine Performance Center Ocala. Hyperbaric oxygen therapy and underwater treadmill, a saltwater spa, an aquapacer, magna wave, a vibration plate, swimming pool, massage and laser therapies with post-surgical care, memberships, packages and BOGOs. EPC delivers a rejuvenated horse through proven and innovative rehab. Like Equine Performance Center now on Facebook and find them on the web at epcrehab.com. 
This hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala, where the entire team is committed to making your experience in sales and service hassle-free and easier than ever with no games or gimmicks. Come in and visit on Southwest College Road or online at palmchevrolet.com. A second-to-none experience with all the amenities. Palm Chevy, find new roads. This show was brought to you in part by TT Distributors on West Highway 40. Stock up for summer and fly season now with fly mask, fly control, and spray, vaccines, and all you need for a Florida summer. Tons of farrier supplies, healthcare, and stable supplies at TT Distributors. Like them on Facebook or online at ttdistributors.com. This hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala. Experience the difference in buying. Palm makes it simple with no pressure. The best sales staff and lots of inventory. Experience the difference at Palm Chevy in Ocala or online at palmchevrolet.com. Palm Chevy, find new roads. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Back on the final segment of the Horse Talk Show, presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. A couple of events coming up we're going to share with you. Uh, the Expo, uh, Equine Industry Expo, is going to be on March the 3rd. Should be an absolutely incredible event all about the equine industry. Everything from a master farrier, uh, showing you how to trim and shoe a horse, to the American School of Dentistry, showing you how to float a horse's teeth. Going to have trainers, riders, jockeys, grooms that you can ask questions and they're going to do little talks for you in our classroom setting from Showcase Properties as well as OBS. Going to be here to speak to you about what they do in the sales there five times a year. There's also going to be a miniature version of the usual annual parade at the end of the day a breed exhibit in some temporary stabling as well as a round pen with some uh, horsemanship demos going on and a Pasofino board where you can watch a Pasofino and how they move in their gait across the board. It's going to be a really, really nice day from 1 to 7 p.m. Everything's scheduled at certain times of the day so you can join in with what you want. And free stagecoach rides brought to you by Larson Hay. So you'll be able to ride an authentic 1859 stagecoach with David Helmuth and have a really, really fun time. There's going to be food trucks, vendors, um, used tack. We're also having a, a yard sale for uh, any kind of equine equipment or gear that you'd like to sell. It's only $20 for a booth. If you need electricity, it's $25. And there's also going to be an entrepreneur's expo of 12 equine inventors that have invented, invented a product related to the equine industry or a service and they will be on display in the Innovators of Ocala Expo, and you'll be able to go and check that out, sponsored by Loco Graphics. So lots of really, really fun stuff going on in that event. I think you'll really enjoy it. It's a great I just want to know if we can drink and ride in a stagecoach. Yes. That's cool. Absolutely. David Helmuth will be more than happy <laughs> to let you drink and ride in the stagecoach, believe Perfect. me. Uh, and I should round you up to help me that Absolutely. day. Absolutely. I'll Shouldn't be your I? drinker. There you go. <laughs> You're such a laugh a minute. <laughs> The other event I want to mention is uh, one that Mary Phelps shared with me, and that is Friday the 19th to the February the 21st of February is the Florida Horse Park Spring Fling. Don't get any ideas. That is driving. USEF Driving Event 2021. That is at the Florida Horse Park, and we were just talking about how I learned to drive last year uh, with Mary and her husband, Wayne, and what an incredible experience that was indeed. So this is much more exciting than you maybe think if you're a rider and you've never tried it. You should try driving. We were just talking about it. I, I, I said, oh, no, no, I like to ride. But after doing the cones a few times with Wayne and Bouncer, I was quite into it. So. I can't imagine I want to drink quite as much in that cart. That looks... Probably not. Looks, a little, <laughs> looks, looks like there's a little more to that than a stagecoach. Well, let me tell you a funny Riding story. A let me tell you a funny story. So the first year that the stagecoach, the historic stagecoach, was in our parade downtown, was back when we were still shutting down downtown to take, we, and we weren't able to do that this year because of the virus. We had to make a smaller event, not quite so, you know, huge, publicly massive, huge event because we don't want, mm -hmm. you know, 10 or 15,000 people, obviously, right now. So uh, in order to keep distance and everything, we've got to keep events much sure. smaller. So. But that year, we had about eight or 9,000 people. You got to drive a stagecoach, didn't you? 
Well, actually, it was worse than that. So Tom James, who was emceeing with me for the event, I didn't tell him, but at the end of the event, I said, come on, come with me, Teej. And we walked out into the middle of the road, which was closed. And I stopped the stagecoach, and the stagecoach driver knew, and Tom James had never been in a stagecoach before, and he goes, Barton, are we getting in the stagecoach? And I said, yes, come on, let's go. So I'm thinking that David's going to walk, or maybe a little light jog, around the gazebo in the square in downtown Ocala. And as soon as we get in and shut the thing, which, by the way, he offered for us to sit up top with him. The thing is another serious... The thing, that's another serious word. Yes. Okay. I'm in the Hall of Fame for my words, you know. <laughs> yeah, okay. He takes off full speed, flat out gallop on the road around the square in downtown Ocala. Yes. And this is a CEP event, and my boss, who is the CEO of CEP, is literally evacuating people, panic like, oh. Yes. And on one corner awesome. by the Brick City Barbecue, David was on two wheels. Yes. And Tom James is going, yeah. He it was awesome. Oh, it was, it was fun. I think there were people who were stressed because they oh, didn't know. But he, look, he drove for Wells Fargo for 20 years. That's he great. drove from Florida to California. He's, you know, he's got this. We're, we're not worried. But anyway, he'll be at the parade. He'll be in the expo. He'll be at the event. And you guys can go and meet him. Yeah, perfect. We've got to round a lot of people up to come and support this because it's really going to be a good event. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's outdoors but undercover. So... You know, we're in fresh air, which is good at the moment, you know, to be outside. And um, what better thing to do with the first week in March than, you know, have a horse expo. Go yard sailing. Learn. Exactly. Go yard sailing. (laughs) And get people to bring their stuff and sell it. Because the more horse people we have, the more fun it'll be, you know. And just just to be invested in the industry that's so important in the horse I want people to come to my farm and just buy things. Don't you have, like, that room, like that storage room at the farm? Where you just want, th- I do. No. We've been, and I just want things to go away. <laughs> like old blankets and like I'll old. I want to make your old blankets like go wired away. stuff. I need someone to just come in and just take it. Like, don't I'm get me wrong. Track. Just make it disappear. Why don't you donate it to one of the equine charities and they can sell it at the they yard sale? The if yard they'll come get it, yeah. they will. Okay. I would do that. Okay. I'm just at the point where like I just and want someone to come in. Is it sellable? And be, yeah. Okay. We're talking about, you know, like wire that you put up at the horse show in your tack room. Yeah. Just all the stuff. Old blankets that are fine are just, you just accumulate so much stuff. I have like three uh, Tupperware containers, like the big ones of like quilts. Yeah, they'll pick You know, that. just things like that that are good, but how many do you need? You know, and then you forget them at a horse show, so you go buy new ones. You know so I need to send some of my equine charity people to you to go pick it all up. Let's do that. And then they can sell it. Yes. That's a good idea. Perfect. I'm not the only one to. I could get that's lots That's a win-win. Of win. Then you can be happy because it's gone, and they can be happy because they raised the money for wonderful programs. You right? might you might should tell them to bring a horse trailer. Yes. Is that much? A va- I don't know. It seems like <laughs> a lot to me. I- I'm overwhelmed when I go in there. It's kind of organized, sort of not. I don't know. I have like buckets of bits. I don't know what's Buckets in Buckets of bits. Yeah. You know, because you accumulate stuff. And then, I don't know, you... You say, I'll put it on this horse. Yeah, day, or like you see a cool bit, you're like, horse. this is a cool bit, and then you buy it. <laughs> and then you see it again like two years later when you're looking for another bit, and you're like, oh, I forgot I bought this bit. And then it's just one of those situations where pretty soon you have buckets of bits. <laughs> This is what happens. <laughs> I do that with bras. With bras? <laughs> Sorry, I'm just saying. Perfect. <laughs> I do. I've done it all my life. It's a bit of a problem. As a horse rider, I have like 20 sports bras and like two good ones. I just, <laughs> they're just getting in my way. Just hold still. I just, anyway, this is not boob talk radio. No. This is horse talk radio. That's right, it is horse talk radio. Yeah. We have people listening. <laughs> Let's uh, talk to Sky. Yes. A little more. Yeah, we've only got a couple minutes left. So, yeah. What do you want to know? Uh, so, Sky, what about what, what about going forward? Um, just in your life, what are you you're just going to keep going? You're going to keep selling horses? Maybe save one I back travel. to show. Yeah. Travel a little bit. I like to go up north a little bit in the summer because it's going to get so hot down here. Sure. Do you show up north, but, or do you um, actually like have a no? Life? No, I want to go show up north. Yeah. Um, but where will you go? Traverse City, something like that. Probably just try on North Carolina. Right. Like try on nice. 
Yeah, it's right in the middle, and I've my, never been there. My in-laws. Oh, house you haven't? I've never been there. Oh, no, it's, it's a lovely so. equestrian center. Yeah, I heard it's awesome. Oh, it's beautiful. They don't have quarter horse stuff. That's there. why I haven't been there. <laughs> but I thought maybe I just. But I heard that it's really a great facility that they built for that. It really is. But that is why I haven't been there because probably if they have a quarter horse show, I've been there. We yeah, that's, that's true. Actually. You can. Yeah, if I can go on vacation, I'm probably going to go to the beach and not anything horse related. Anything horse related. Did you hear that? Yeah. I he needs to go on holiday. I want a man serving me drinks <laughs> and warm weather and some ocean, maybe. Oh. That's your husband heard. Uh, we got to wrap fine. it up. He'll be there, too. We're down to 30 seconds. I want to thank you, guys. It was lovely to have Sky, you here so as nice guest coach. Sky, yes, lovely to thank meet you. you. Thank you for coming in and talking to us. And uh, We'll be back the same time next week, whether you are in the horse capital yeah, of the world, Ocala, Marion County, Florida. Happy horse and ram. Until the same time next week. Thanks, guys.